0: You're listening to the Travel Geniuses podcast for travel agents who love planning vacations for their clients, but wish the business side of things was just a little bit easier. This is episode 70. Do you really need a lead magnet? Let's talk about it. Hey, Travel Geniuses. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the podcast. Uh, Christy here. <laughs> um Sorry, I'm just laughing because I've recorded this part of the podcast literally, the part you just heard like three or four different times already. I don't even know why. I just kept messing things up. And I keep thinking, I want to say things differently than what I normally say. And I did just now, but I did it all out of order and super weird. But whatever, we're good. And I'm not redoing that. And I also don't really have anything to say before. I start talking about the topic for this episode. So I'm just going to jump right in and what we're going to talk about today are lead magnets and whether you need one as a travel agent and if so what it should be about. And I'm going to start by explaining what a lead magnet is because um actually kind of this is an unofficial series, not I mean, yeah, the last one was too, but I have a few topics in mind to cover marketing and business words and terms that you might hear a lot, but not really understand what they mean or why they're important, or why people tell you they're important, and if they're important for you. And this is one of those. And so just because I know what a lead magnet is, and a lot of marketers and online business people know what a lead magnet is, does not mean that you know what a lead magnet is. And if you do know what it is, you might not know why people think it's important and why everybody keeps telling you you need one. So I do want to talk about what it is. What it is, is a free piece of information or a tool given in exchange for your email address. So you've probably run across this a bajillion times where somebody says, I'll give you this free PDF or this free ebook. Just sign up for my newsletter. Give me your name and email address. I'll send you the thing and then you'll be on my newsletter list, right? That's what a lead magnet is. And it's essentially a bribe (laughs) or an exchange of things. Like instead of paying for something, you're giving access to your inbox, your email inbox. And this started many, many, many years ago as a way to entice people to sign up for somebody's email list back when online information and digital information was kind of cool and exciting. And we all wanted every free ebook that anybody uh, put out. We wanted the free downloads. We wanted the free checklists. And we would sign up for all of them and maybe open them. I used to actually download them and put them on a file on my computer, never to look at them again in most cases. And that is still true to this day very rarely do I sign up for one of these that I actually want and that I actually access and that I actually use because I have way more information and ideas and people telling me things I need to do than I have time or energy and the mental capacity for. So that's kind of a preview on whether or not I think this is worthwhile for you to spend time on. But that's what it is. That's kind of the history. And I'm sure you've been told over and over and over again that you need to have a lead magnet or offer something free in exchange for somebody signing up for your email newsletter. And I'm gonna pause here, not pause, but I'm gonna like deviate from my outline and what I plan to say and what I'm literally talking about right now to just say that yes, um getting names on your email list is very important and I may We'll see if I cover enough of it here, but I may actually do another podcast episode about that because I'll just briefly tell you why. You may have a bunch of people that follow you on social media, but the problem is, and the reason that you want an email list as well, that basically Mark Zuckerberg is in charge of all of that access that you have to those people and them to you. And at any moment, Instagram, Facebook, they could decide to shut down your account, lock you out of it. Somebody could hack into it and take control of it. And before you write this off as like, oh, that's only for big accounts. Like I'm just, I have like a hundred followers. They're never going to do that to me. You'd be surprised. It's not necessarily something that where they're analyzing your account. They're just trying to get into everything. And I've heard from people, not travel agents necessarily, but other people in legitimate businesses, not just big name marketers who have had Instagram or Facebook lock them out of their accounts, never to give them access again. And they've had to start from scratch. This happens to small accounts and huge accounts. I actually follow somebody who got locked out of her Facebook account, her business account, and they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on ads with Facebook. And that still wasn't enough for Facebook to even give her a phone call or respond as a real person to her please, to get access again. And we're not talking within hours. This is like two weeks later. She still wasn't able to get into her account and they rely on those ads. So that's why you can't rely or you shouldn't rely on things outside of your control for access to people who want to hear from you. Of course, your actual clients, you'll have their phone numbers and you would already have their email address as well. So you can still reach them. But imagine if you had even just 100, which is a fairly small amount, 100 of Instagram followers who were not friends and family and not other travel agents either, because that doesn't count, but potential travelers who wanted to hear from you and maybe would become clients someday. And then Instagram locks you out. And now you have no way of not only reminding them that you exist and sharing information with them to help show them why their vacations will be better for working for you. But you also don't have any way to tell them that like, here's a different way to reach me. Follow me on this other account or whatever. You just literally poof, lost all access to them. So it is important to be gathering email addresses of people who may want to work with you in the future so that you can keep in touch with them and keep helping them get to know, like, and trust you. If you ask almost anybody with a business what their Reg- like biggest regret is or what they wish they had done sooner they almost all say i wish i would have started collecting email addresses sooner but you don't need a lead magnet to do that you just need a form on your site to collect email addresses and it's a little more technical than i can cover in a podcast episode But you should be able to reach out to your website host, wherever that is and whoever that is, and they should be able to provide you instructions for getting that on your site, um, just a simple form, or they may be able to do that for you. So you'll first, just very quick, I can't give, like I said... It's not hard, it's just more than I can explain in a podcast episode, but you'll first wanna sign up for an email marketing platform if you're not already. So what I mean by that is something like MailChimp or Flowdesk, Uh, MailerLite is a good one and ConvertKit is another really good one too. So look at those and see which one you like better and then reach out to whatever your website host is and get instructions for getting a form on your site. And then just keep it simple right now. Just put sign up for my newsletter and get it up. The number one thing you want to do and the the first step is just to get something on there. And even with something like sign up for my newsletter, which none of us want to do. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking for another newsletter on my inbox. I'm not looking for anything additional in my inbox than I already have. But if you're driving traffic to your site, even that will eventually lead to some signups. Personally, I can't remember the last time I signed up for somebody's newsletter because I wanted their lead magnet or the free thing that they were offering. Nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, uh, what I'm signing up for is either A, I like what they do and I want to work with them someday, but I'm not quite ready yet. So I just want to get their emails periodically so that I don't forget that they exist. And when I'm ready, I can reach out to them and I'll remember who they are and I can reach out and start working with them. Or I like what they do. I like what they're saying. And I want to hear more of it and learn more about them and learn from them. So even just sign up for my newsletter. If somebody comes up on your site and they're interested in what you do and they think you'd be the perfect person to help them plan their next vacation, they will sign up for your your newsletter, whether you have a lead magnet or not. Now, obviously, once you get that first part done, you can move on and make it a little better uh, either by having some better messaging around why they would want to sign up for your newsletter, what they're going to get out of it. And then a step beyond that, of course, would be a lead magnet. Now, that does not mean that lead magnets are completely useless and there's zero reason to have one. There obviously is or so many online marketers would not be telling everybody that they have to have one, right? I feel like I'm being very contradictory in this. Like, no, you don't need a, a lead magnet, but yes, you know, yes, it's important, but it is. Well, I wouldn't say important, but it can, it can be a useful tool if done right. So what are some reasons that you would want a lead magnet or how can it help you grow your business and your email list? First of all, if it's something really valuable and useful, uh, somebody might sign up for your newsletter to get access to that who otherwise wouldn't have, and they could turn into a customer someday. Now, when I say valuable and useful, I mean something that somebody would actually spend real money on. Part of my problem with people advising travel agents to have a lead magnet on their site or that they have to have a lead magnet on their site is that this advice has come from people in different industries. So it's mostly people teaching online marketing to other people teaching online marketing, or just teaching in general. So they have online education type businesses where they're Teaching other people how to do something. There's not a really obvious way for you to give a sample lesson or a mini lesson that would give people a glimpse into what it's like to work with you because that's not what you do. So they tell you you have to have this on your site and you have to create a lead magnet, but they don't really give you any suggestions on how to do that in a way that. Works and that is actually providing something valuable to the person signing up for your newsletter and something that they want. I know some agents have created a sample itinerary or put together a packing list uh, just to have a lead magnet on their site, but I don't think that those are very useful. Honestly, the reason I haven't done this episode a lot earlier is because it's very hard to come up with ideas for travel agents to use as lead magnets that are really valuable that somebody would actually pay for because there is so much free travel advice and information on the internet right now that you know if they wanted a sample itinerary if they wanted a top five hotels in Rome list they can find one anywhere and they're not necessarily going to be enticed to sign up for your newsletter to get access to that because a quick Google search will give them all of that information already. So when I'm talking about something being valuable and useful to your potential clients, I want you to really think whether or not somebody would pay to get access to that. Is it that useful and beneficial? If it is, it might entice somebody to sign up for your email list who might not otherwise have done that. It also will help demonstrate that you can help with things that they struggle with. So yes, you'll have information on your website, blog posts, postings on social media and things that demonstrate that you know what you're talking about, that you can help solve people's problems. But if you're able to give them a quick win and help them solve a problem or a challenge with something that you're offering for free, in their mind, they're thinking, well, if this travel agent could provide this much help with some freebie that they're giving away on their website, imagine how much more they'll be able to help if I actually hire them and work with them. So it's a great way to show people tangibly like how much you can help and how much you know. It's also great if you're ever a guest on a podcast or if you do any speaking events online or in person. Uh, Most people aren't likely to go to your website and sign up for your newsletter after hearing you speak and being excited by hearing what you have to say. But if you're giving away something on your website that is relevant to them and hopefully relevant to what you just talked about, they will be more likely to go out of their way to sign up for something like that. So if that's something that's part of your outreach, part of your strategy to help people learn about you and be interested in working with you, then having a really good lead magnet will help turn those people from just people hearing you speak to actually being in touch with you and being people you can nurture and help them get to know like and trust you and turn into clients in the future. All right, so now I'm going to share some ideas and suggestions and tips and things to consider when coming up with an idea for a lead magnet that is valuable and useful and helpful to the people in your audience. But remember, please do not get hung up on this and start spinning your wheels and spending a lot of time and energy on this. This is not something that's necessary. And unless you already have an idea or something sparks a really good idea in you when you're listening to this, just kind of put it on the back burner and revisit it sometime in the future. Again, the main point of this whole episode is to tell you, no, you do not need a lead magnet, but also yes, it's helpful. And here are some ideas for ones that will actually be beneficial versus ones that are just kind of busy work and placeholders. Like I said, those sample itineraries and things like that. It's just there to give you something to say is a lead magnet, but it doesn't really do a whole lot, in my opinion, to help you grow your business or Um, entice people to sign up who wouldn't have already. One thing to try to keep in mind as you're thinking about your lead magnet is the stage in the travel planning process that someone is when they will want or need that help you're offering and giving in that lead magnet. So if you're giving a packing list, which I know is something that some people have used. So if that's your lead magnet, by the time they want that packing list or are ready for it, they've probably already booked their vacation, right? So me personally, before I go on a cruise, I go on the online forums and see what everybody's saying about the dress code and what's acceptable and what's not and what the weather is like in a certain destination that I'm going to. Like Antarctica is a good example because it was really hot in Argentina, really cold in Antarctica. Like how are people packing? How are they doing formal nights? What are they requiring? What's allowed and what's not in the dining room? All of that stuff. But I'm I don't ever do that before I book the trip. And I don't even do it right after I book the trip. I usually think about that stuff a month maybe two before I leave. So, if that's what your lead magnet is, by the time somebody wants that, they've already like it's too late to to get them to let you plan their vacation and maybe they'll do it and we'll use you for their next vacation. But honestly, it's much better to try and think of something that will be useful to them before they need you, or when they need you, not after they've already done most of the planning or booked the trip. So with that in mind, I have a couple of questions for you to ask yourself that might help you think of something that would be useful that the people in your audience And potential clients would actually pay to get help with. And the first question is, is there something they need to believe before they work with you? And I know that sounds a little weird, but here's an example. If it's a couple who maybe they're expecting a baby or they just had a baby, they have, you know, an infant at home and they think, oh, my traveling days are over. I can't travel again until this kid's like 16 or whatever. So they don't think it's possible to travel with a baby or they they think it will not be fun or even worth it to travel. And I'm thinking like overseas travel and bigger trips when they have an infant. So that's somebody that potentially would not even come to you for 10, 15 years or more. But if you can share some things with them, that make them feel like it's not only doable, but can be really fun and rewarding to travel with their baby, then that's something that could solve a problem for them and demonstrate to them that you know what you're talking about and that you can help and help them see that it can work. So now this person who is potentially not going to travel for another 15 years on anything other than, you know, a theme park, now you've convinced them to go to Europe every year and Just to give you a few extra tips on something like this, you don't want to just provide a list of things they can buy to make the trip easier. Because remember, we're trying to think of something that they would actually pay money for. And let's be honest, gear lists or list of tools and lists of things to buy on Amazon so that the person providing the list can make 20 cents affiliate Commission on that. Those are everywhere on the internet. So you want to think beyond that. Not just in this case of the people traveling with a baby, not just things that they can buy and ways to keep the baby entertained and happy on a long flight, but instead give them suggestions for preparing in advance, uh, share things that can be arranged or thought of in advance that will make things easier and more enjoyable. So can they hire a nanny when they travel are there things that they can do to help with the baby's sleeping schedule and and, and help prepare for jet lag in advance share stories of clients you've helped And worked with who've done it successfully and share their thoughts. Bonus points if you include links to a video of those clients talking from experience about how much they enjoyed, not only endured the trip and not only made it happen, but actually enjoyed their trip with their baby. Like these ideas that I'm sharing while I'm trying to give specific examples so you can see how it works in the real world. It's not limited to this. Think about your niche. This is another reason why it really does help to have a specific niche of a type of person that you're helping so you can think of them and their needs. And in this case, something that maybe there's a belief that's making them think that travel isn't possible or is really hard. Maybe you can share something with them to change that. Another question to ask yourself is, is there something they need to have in place or what do you wish they had in place? What would make your job easier if they already had figured it out before they come to you? Rita Perez of Take the Helm and she is the host of the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur podcast. She had a great example of this and talked about this a bit on a recent podcast episode and I will link to that in the show notes. She specializes in cruise retreats and she was preparing at the time of the podcast episode that she released, she was preparing a challenge for her potential customers. So people would come to her and say, I'm really interested in that, but I just don't know if I can get enough people to come. I don't know what we would do on the retreat. So she was designing a challenge to help them work through all those things. So they have the necessary ideas in place to find potential clients and the ideas for activities during the the cruise retreat. And that could work for those of you who specialize in groups. So if you work with a Pied Pipers, if you don't know what that means, it's basically a a business owner or somebody who's well known in a certain industry or whatever. There, it's somebody who has a bit of a following that people might want to cruise with or travel with and have access to, learn from things like that. So, if that's something that you specialize in, is that type of trip or any group trips really, you could run a challenge or create a worksheet that helps them work through seeing just how many people are in their circle and putting out some feelers to see how much interest there. Would Would be in traveling with them, and if it's something where there would be activities on the trip, helping them come up with ideas for that. So that's something that will help them have those things in place. It kind of covers two. It does it helps them have that in place because you don't want to waste your time. Gosh, I've done this so many times, and I've seen other people do this too, where they think they've got a really good Pied Piper or trip leader, and you put in all this work, you design it, you hold space and then nobody signs up and wouldn't it be nice for you and them if you had a had an idea already before you even did any of that of how many people would like to go and how much interest there might be so this helps both of you another thing to think about is or consider is what do you wish they already had decided or knew or thought about before they contacted you so you know somebody contacts you about a trip and they're like, they know nothing, which is fine, because that's your job. But wouldn't it be nice if they had already considered some things before they come to you and start working with you. And I had a lot of fun thinking through this one. The the idea I came up with for this example was a multi-generation or multi-family vacation, you know, where there's several families and like it's very complicated to get everybody's schedules situated and find something that everybody will be happy with and enjoy So one thing for this example you could do is create a questionnaire that everyone going would have to fill out before you start planning, answering things like what their food preferences are, meaning, are they adventurous eaters? Or are there some people in the group who need to have American food, pizza, burgers, fries, who won't try anything weird that they've never seen before? Uh, What are everybody's wake and sleep schedules? Are there some that stay up late and, and get up late and some who go to bed at eight at night and are up at five in the morning? What are their activity levels? So knowing all of that in advance um, would be brilliant. First of all, you probably already have to gather all this information, right? So uh, one thing you can think about as you're trying to come up with these ideas as well is what are the things you're already asking for and already helping people work through as you work with them and kind of front load that and use that as a lead magnet so, if I were planning a multi family trip, like aunts and uncles and cousins and all of that, if I started researching, like, how do you plan a trip with five families, whatever? How do you plan a family reunion trip? How do you plan a 65th wedding anniversary trip? Whatever they might be searching for. And I came up on this site with, I could sign up and get worksheets that I could have everybody fill out that would help me make sure that we accommodated for everybody's needs. And wants on the trip, I would definitely sign up for that. And then, Imagine me, this person trying to coordinate all of this. I get this worksheet and I send it out to everybody and I get it back. And now I've got to accommodate for people who who are up at five. And then some people want to sleep in at 10 and this is still their vacation. So we're trying to make sure this works for everybody. My head is just going to explode trying to figure out how to design a trip and figure something out that will work for everybody. So it helps them see how overwhelming it is and how much they need to work with you. And then, of course, you're already there with ideas and ways to work around all of that for them. So it just creates the perfect like if this is your niche, this is the perfect scenario for you because it helps them, but also shows them how desperately they need your help. Another fun idea I thought of for this one is you could create a contract which I think this is fun and I hope somebody does this. You could create a contract that like sign up for my email newsletter, I'll send you a PDF contract that you can send to everybody going on this vacation with rules that they have to follow. Like, I promise I will not get mad about XYZ. I will not um, do this, whatever, something super annoying that people do on groups. Like, if I'm late for the bus to the restaurant for dinner, I understand that these are my consequences. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. But it also serves a need because it's really important for people to think about those things in advance. like like, okay, I I know this is a possibility and I'm gonna prepare for it and I'm not gonna get mad when that happens. or if I don't show up on time and they leave without me, I'm gonna understand that that's the consequence for me being late. Uh, but also again, like with the other one kind of shows them all the things that could go wrong that they will not have thought about before and you know helps them see why they need you so badly. But again, is something that if they're in charge of planning it, they might see this contract that they could send out and be like, oh, that will be helpful when we get ready to travel. And they'll download it and get overwhelmed and contact you and have you help them with their trip. So anyway, maybe you think those are dumb. I thought they were pretty fun and kind of brilliant. Ideas. And again, this won't necessarily be just limited to that type of travel. There's probably all kinds of niches and types of travel that s- something like that will be helpful for. And then the last question is just to think generally. Like I gave you some suggestions here, but to come up with your own, just really think about what the people in your niche tell you in conversations is the reason that they don't travel, why they don't travel as often or very often, what is really frustrating or overwhelming when they think about traveling or planning travel, and how can you make that easier? I mentioned this before, but these are probably things you're already doing in your work with people. So just think about those things that you ask for and do and plan for in the early stages of planning the travel and think about if If there's anything you can create that will help people use those before they reach out to you and get some of those questions answered and alleviate some of those fears or help them see that it is possible and it can be easy, even if it feels really overwhelming and hard without your help. And then I do just want to remind you one more time, this is not necessary. So just because I've said, yes, it can be helpful. And here are some ideas. Do not take this as permission from me to freak out and think you have to have a lead magnet and spend the next three months obsessing over it and ignoring other parts in your business that are maybe more important and, um, need to be done before you worry about this. It's totally okay to just have the form on your site that says, sign up for my email newsletter and leave it at that. But I just wanted to also put out these ideas so that when the time is right, you will maybe be able to come up with something that could really be helpful, not only to encourage people to sign up for your email newsletter and get on your email list and help you grow that, but also to maybe help encourage them or help them see that travel is possible for them, help you get some of those things in place and questions answered before you start to do the work and sort of pre-qualify people, like we talked about in the last episode, before you start doing a lot of work. If this has sparked something in your brain and you've come up with the most magical lead, lead magnet idea ever, I would love to hear it. This is something that I have been kind of struggling with or trying to work out for years now, just trying to think of what could work for travel agents as a lead magnet, because I wasn't seeing any examples of things that have worked in the past. So I'm really excited to have finally kind of broken something loose in my brain and come up with some ideas for you to work with. And if this has helped you at all, I I would love it if you would let me know. It will go in my book of proof (laughs) and I'm looking to fill that thing up. And if you know of anybody else, any um, colleagues of yours, other travel agents who are struggling with this as well, whether they need permission to just let it go or you think, An idea that I've shared here will help them come up with their magic lead magnet. I would love it if you would share this podcast episode with them. And of course, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, so you don't miss another episode. I will be back soon with another one. And until then, have a great week.